Jump on it, let's do it, ride my pony. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies with special guest Tim Davis. This is the podcast where all three of us went and saw a movie at our local Regal Cinema Theater. And now we're going to talk about it in Matt's Honda Pilot, in the parking lot, fresh in our minds this movie. We're going to talk about things like, should you see this movie? Should you skip this movie? Should you see it in theaters or should you wait for streaming? How did we feel about it? Oh, is it going to stay with us or are we going to forget it tonight? You know, all these things we try so hard for you to cover. But again, we make no promises. I am Todd Dover. And I'm Matt Malloy. And yes, welcome, Tim, back for this exciting episode. Glad to be here. Well, tonight we saw a fine movie, the third installment in the Magic Mike saga, if you will. Uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance is the <clears> name of it. Yes. Um, and uh, we really don't have many returning appearances in this movie from other uh, Magic Mike's movie, other than Magic Mike himself, Channing Tatum. Uh, there are some some other other old strippers who appear on a Zoom call, but that's about it. Yes. And as far as famous people, you've got your Channing Tatum, and you've got your Selma Hayek, now Selma Hayek, Pinot. Pinot? I'm not sure how to say it. It sounds French to Pin, me. Pinot? Pinot? Could be. Well, anyway, uh, apparently she's... She's taken on another last name. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. But anyway, that's... You know, <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry. sorry. Oh. Hopefully that's the only one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My side hurts a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, Did you crack a rib on that sneeze thing? I, I mean, it feels like it, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well... well Todd's last sneeze. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's they're, they're the only famous people in this movie. Um, what is this movie about? Well, it's about Magic Mike, former stripper, former uh, furniture making person. Um, both of those careers are over, and now he finds himself doing some bartending and meets up with Salma Hayek's character, whose name is. Max Maxandra. Maxandra, yeah. yeah. Which is a name that I've never heard before. That is fair. But um yeah, so so he meets her at a party. She's a, a rich lady having a benefit party and he ends up even though he's retired, goes back to his roots, gives her an old lap dance, and it's off to the races. From there, she decides that he should come to London with her, where she normally lives, and um, <laughs> choreograph a uh, dance show mm-hmm. at a theater that she owns. Yep. Um, and so the movie is about a couple different things, but the main focus of the movie is this dance show and um, getting it ready to go and uh, having the show happen. Um, in the meantime, there's a romantic uh, attraction between uh, Salma Hayek's character and Channing Tatum's character. And there's also her ongoing uh, divorce saga that's happening during this because she's getting divorced. Um, 
And uh, that's really what the movie is about, or that's what happens in it anyway. And uh, that's what I'm going to say about it. And now, Todd, I call upon you to give us your gut reaction for Magic Mike's Last Dance. And I will answer the call. Um, I So, selfishly, I've been a fan of the Magic Mike series. Yep. And uh, so, I, so... Unapologetically. Gut, unapologetically, yes. Gut reaction to this one is that this one's very different than the other two. Yes. Um, it goes a little bit more on the serious side, which I just wasn't expecting. Like, I... Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad or good. It, it just threw me for a curveball, honestly. Like, I... I kind of was looking for just a third movie of just, like, the gang getting back together and seeing all the old guys and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I got to be honest. I was a little disappointed that they're really not in the movie. They're in one Zoom call, and that's it. And that was kind of... Honestly, that was a letdown for me. Um, but I think there's, like... I mean, the movie definitely goes for a more serious tone of, like... And it's almost like more about women than it is about male stripping and women empowerment and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think I I just was thrown for a curve. It was hard for me to, like, zero back in once I kind of, like, figured out that they, those guys were probably not going to be in it at all. I was kind of hoping for something flashy with them in it or something like that, but it just really didn't happen. Um but outside of that, I, I, I'm a fan of old C. Tate's. You know, I'll, I'll go see a movie if he's in it. And I think mm -hmm. he pretty much did exactly what he's done in every Magic Mike movie mm -hmm. in this one. I'm not saying it's stellar acting. I'm not saying it's bad acting. I'm just saying it's like he kind of knows the role because the role is kind of him, I guess. So um, Selma Hayek really tried her. Yeah. Like she really like was swinging for the fences. And I think in... Most scenes, I think she did a really great job. A couple of scenes, I was kind of like, you tried way too hard here. Yeah. Um, and then on the technical side of things, I noticed a couple of like, just um, almost rough transitions in, in, in the filming and stuff like that. Like there was one like kind of scene that just like, I don't know how it's burned in my mind at this point where it's like a close up on someone. And then the camera just goes like this for a second while they they went from center frame to the right. And it just kind of, that was it. And I was like, mm. I don't understand. Like I, it feels like I, I caught a couple of mistakes that slipped through the, the, the cracks here of uh, this movie. So, um, all right. Trying to get down to the old business here. Should people see this movie? Well, if you're a fan <laughs> of the series, yeah. then sure, absolutely. You know, why not finish out the trilogy here? Um, if you've never seen a Magic Mike movie and the first two didn't interest you, I'm not sure if I can really say, oh yeah, come see the third one because it's going to blow you away or anything. I mean, it's more of a serious tone and stuff, so maybe that'll draw some people, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't think we're getting a five-star movie here and, uh, you know, I I don't know if anything would be like, wow, you have to see this in theaters. I mean, we had a fun audience in the theater today, which was kind of yeah. nice. Like, typically, I'm not a fan of people talking or cheering or anything like that. But this felt like the kind of movie that was. And mm -hmm. 
We had some lively ladies that were, you know, hooting and hollering, which was fun. Um, so, I mean, if you're able to get an experience like that, then great, but you can't control that. So, um, I'm going to say there's not really a reason to see this in theaters unless you are a fan of C-Tates or you're a fan of the series and you want to finish strong or you're just an avid moviegoer like us, then even, sure. But Even a girl's night out. Yeah, girl's night out, mm-hmm. guy's night out, if that's mm-hmm. your thing, sure. Uh, people night out, if that's your thing. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, those are the kind of the circumstances I feel like for people to see uh, this movie in the theater. In general, if you've watched the first two, then, then complete the journey. You, you may not have to see it in theaters, but complete the journey. Why not? You know, live a little. So... I think that's me. I'm saying there's no reason really besides what I spelled out to see it in theaters. But I think if you've been along for the journey, people should see it in general. Close it out. Um, And I always support people supporting C-Tates. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, Tim, what did you feel about this little ditty? Little ditty of a number of a thing. Movie. Yes, I, I think, like you, I was thrown a little f- for a loop by the shift in tone in the franchise here. Uh, I think it was all on purpose, clearly. And um, they really wanted to... This was a female empowerment movie with male strippers in it. Right. And so they were trying to, I think, reverse tropes and kind of, you know, play against type by doing that. And I think they mostly succeed. I think it I think it hits with the audience it's going for. Yes. Um, I, I can't speak to that per se, but I, I I feel like it that's it, like it did and it tried to, and I agree with you that you know, Channing Tatum does what he does best, which is just basically play Channing Tatum, kind of dorky, kind of confident when he needs to be, kind of a confident, cool kind of yeah, like, confident, cool, but also like you know he's 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 you know self-deprecating and he's and yeah. he's you know yeah and he's under the breath comments that are really clever, uh, but he's just he's uh and a great dancer, and he still is. Um, and, uh, Salma, definitely, this was her vehicle. She clearly, uh, embraced the role and tried to really throw herself into it. Um, I do agree that, yeah, she, at times she was almost trying too hard when she could have actually dialed back a little. But I think those were just, those were the choices they wanted to go for. And, uh, they wanted to portray her as a fully realized woman who goes through mood swings and is through, kind of going through this crisis in her, in her life at, at her age. And, uh. I think it. I think it portrayed it mostly realistically. How someone can swing back and forth, and everybody around her knows that, and it's just kind of like, well, right now she's in this phase, and tomorrow she'll be in this phase, and it's okay. Um, and I think, yeah, like it's definitely a different movie. I agree, and like if you're a Magic Mike fan, or at least have followed the movies, and you want to see, you know, where his character ends up, this is perfectly fine. Final act. Um, is it a must-see in theaters? I agree with you, Todd. No, it's not. Um, like I said, unless it's a girl's night out, a guy's night out, etc. Um, you can wait to, for video on this one. Um, but it is is—it is a... Uh, it does feel like a good coda for this story. I feel like... Uh, but do we need any more Magic Mike? Probably not. Because um, it's definitely felt the most disconnected as well. We didn't get much closure on the rest of the guys. Just a, a goofy little Zoom call. Which was act- pretty accurate for a Zoom call. Most movies, they're like super clear and everything. But, of course, everybody had crappy Wi-Fi just like in real life. And that actually made that scene funny to me. Uh, but, um, yeah. I mean, the dancing is spectacular. Of course, they hired, you know, real dancers. Uh, I would argue this time, like, whereas the first two movies, you really got to know the dancers. 
In this one, they're just faceless, nameless people. And I thought that was an interesting choice because they were so focused on this uh, empowerment story that the dancers this time were really the window dressing. And so yeah, I thought they, that was they an didn't interesting... even name the woman no. dancer. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting... she's just the ballerina. Interesting shift. And, <laughs> Find uh, me a ballerina. Yeah. yeah, it was an interesting shift as far as focus. But I, I mean, it seemed to be all the choice. And uh, and if you're a Soderbergh fan, it's definitely his style of movie, uh, the way he directs. And um, yeah, so uh, I mean, I you know, did I love it? No. Did I hate it? No, not at all. I, it's a perfectly fine way to spend a night. Um, but like you said, it's not a must-see. I wouldn't scream must-see about it. Sure. Um, but I do love Channing Tatum as well, and I think he also should be supported because he's... Uh, I have yet to be disappointed in a role he's ever done. Matt? Fair enough. Uh, so, I... Uh, I did notice some of the things that you mentioned, Todd, about the weird, like, cinematography, yeah. editing cuts, and there were some shots that it was just like... Why are they focusing on the the guy driving the car's eyes at this particular moment? I feel like Soderbergh does that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Like, that's why I guess it didn't catch me as much. I mean, yeah, it's another... Yeah, it reminded me it was a Soderbergh film when that stuff would show up. I'm like, that's his tick. I'm not sure why. Yeah. Well, it distracted me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't like that part of it. Uh, this is a... This is a sexy movie. Yes. Um, there is... That's a good, good, good way to say it. There is plenty. If you are the type of person who maybe has gone to a strip club before, uh, male strip club, uh, there's plenty of that type of... Bumping and grinding! Dancing. Simulated Not that I have, sex, but... I'm assuming. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> maybe maybe next week. Well, you've seen a few magic mics. So yeah, I've seen a few magic mics, so I'm basically an expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but there's even, you know, there's parts that are sexy with, with females, too, in this yeah. movie. Um, so regardless of, of what you're looking for, you'll find some of it in that type of genre. Um <clears throat> I I will say that, like Tim, I didn't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. However, um, for a long time, one of my celebrity crushes has been Salma Hayek. Oh, yeah. And uh, so her being in this movie uh, gets, a, gets a few more rating points from me, for sure. sure. Um, always like to see her. Well, it's funny to me that, like, so... One of her super early roles was like in the Tarantino movie from Dust to Dawn, oh, where right. she is kind of playing a vampire stripper or whatever, and yeah. does. There's a whole thing in the movie where she does this like big old strip tease and stuff. And now she's got she's you know fast forward to now, and people are sh- stripping for her. That's We've right. come full circle, full Salma. Full Salma. Salma. Full Sorry. circle. Sorry, Salma. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I always I always enjoy uh, seeing her. Um, She's uh, aged gracefully and yeah, looks great still. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys on on who should see this movie. If you're doing like a a fun night out where you want to hoot and holler, she got a rowdy a fun bunch. Night, fun yes, night this in. This is right up your alley. It's a, it's it could be a rowdy movie. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, if you've watched Magic Mike movies, you might want to see how. How how good old 
Mike ends up. Um, but but yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's a, a must see by any means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So so that's where I'm gonna leave it. Fantastic. So, um, how many, um, how many weight-bearing shelving units would you give this movie, which comes into play in this movie in very creative ways, I must admit. Yeah. Um, you know, five being the best, because then you got all these shelving units Plenty that you can, you know, jump on mm -hmm. and, and do your dance and... Mm -hmm. Make it a little sexy time, um, and then zero being the worst because then you just got you know like you're just on the floor. Who cares? You know you got no props and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So let's start with Matt. Yes, we'll start with me. As we do. As we mm -hmm. do, and I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna say the shelving units that I felt <laughs> about this movie was exactly two and a half shelving units. You know, not. Not too few, not too many, just right down the middle. An average movie would have been below average without my crush mm -hmm. in the movie. Um, but she raises it up to an average film, um, which which is where I will end up. 2.5 shelving units out of five. There we go. Mm-hmm. Tim? Matt and I are on the same page Sympatico. exactly today. I was thinking 2.5 as I walked out of the theater. Because mm -hmm. like you said, it's right in the middle there. I was enjoying myself. I didn't, you know, I didn't check my watch at all. But was I going, wow, this is so fascinating? No. But I was able <laughs> to sit back, enjoy it, and that's what a movie should do. And if you're an average movie, that's your success. So 2.5 for me as well. Fair. You know, I think I would have been um, right there with you guys like 100 mm -hmm. but all i could think about during this movie was magic mike's story on a whole mm -hmm. right and uh this was not his you know i was kind of sad that like you know thinking about the first one where his dream is to just build furniture and like mm -hmm. it's like a passion yeah. and it's a and then the second one is that he goes on a trip to raise money because he wants to save his business and then Coming into this one, his business is under, and he's a bartender, and he kind of goes back to dancing. I was kind of like, eh. Like, I get the story-wise, but I wanted a different ending for Magic Mike. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. So that kind of took me down a little bit. I feel like I feel like this was not a great conclusion to Mike's journey, um, which is kind of sad to me. Um, not bad, just not, not great. So um, I'm at a 2.3. Okay. You know, it didn't completely take me out of the movie, for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, all the fun parts were fun. I, I like the, you know, it's a, it's a very rambunctious feel of a movie, so mm -hmm. people are, you know, can get really involved. But as a, as a fan of the franchise, my gut reaction is I'm not totally satisfied with the conclusion of his story. Got it. That's kind of where I'm at. All right. Well, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, we, of course, uh, invite Salma and C. Tates to be on the podcast if they want to talk Please. about this yes. this movie. If C. Tates wants to defend himself on Magic Mike's journey, I I'm willing to debate him. <laughs> All right. Um, something that I'll mention is that we have actually reviewed Magic Mike on the podcast. That's right. I forgot during our Netflix pandemic era, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. 
I mean, um, it must be because. And we gave it a, a rating of of not very good. Mm. That was the original Magic Yeah. Or XXL? The original one. Okay. I think we gave it 2.12. Interesting. If my spreadsheet uh, holds up. So anyway. Um, Wait, did you just look it up? I did look oh, it up okay. earlier. I thought you were guessing. Wow. I, 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 I I'm guessing a little bit because I didn't know if I remember it properly. Mm -hmm. But I did look at it recently. Mm. Interesting. So I, I definitely think Magic Mike was the best of the three. Well, according to gut reaction, Cover, status, yeah, I mean, can't well, I argue with the I gut reaction. Yeah. I wasn't on there, but yeah. you were not. Well, anyway, so yeah, I believe some of the reasons why, I, like, not that I didn't like the movie, but some of my my dings and points were the fact that they they like I wasn't it super against the casting of mm -hmm. Kevin Nash, <laughs> but. It's so blatantly obvious that in every dance scene, the camera purposely avoids him because yeah, he can't move. You yeah. know, like, and I'm like, if that's the case for your male stripper movie, don't cast him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. Well. Anyway. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies with Tim Davis on yeah. the set. And uh, we gave Magic Mike's Last Dance an average rating of 2.4 and a third of a tenth of a shelving unit <laughs> out of five. That's, That's still plenty of shelving. Just, just a touch below average. Um, and uh, we recommend seeing it in very limited circumstances, um, which we've detailed already. I won't go into that again. Mm -hmm. I'm probably without younger kids around. Yes. It's true. This it is isn't not a, a kid's movie. It's not a kid's movie. This is a sexy movie. This mm -hmm. is uh, get some wine, invite the ladies over, yep. or the guys, mm -hmm. or the people that you know. Yep. And, you know, enjoy yourself. relax, enjoy yourself. Or date night. It could be a good That's date a, night. Good I mean, movie as well. you and I both invited our lady friends, but they didn't come. So. <laughs> they declined. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. Well, anyway, thank you to all listeners and subscribers for uh, participating and partaking in this podcast. And we will see you next time. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da.